We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You're listening to a special playoff edition of Sports Talk Saturday, brought to you by The Vinyl Outlet, the best for fences, decks, porches, and rails. 675-0800. Sports Talk Saturday on WGR Sports Radio 550. Welcome back to Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR. Nick Geary has the day off. Zach Jones hanging out along with you for the next hour or so. Program note. I forgot Jalen Hurts in my ranking for quarterbacks. I put it on Twitter. I just want to make it clear on air now. He would be put between... Herbert and Lawrence. Okay. I got I got too caught up into like talking about no, them. You know why? It's because you have two dudes for the Ravens, and the number looked right. It did. It did. So you're like, how many teams are there in the playoffs? I got that number of quarterbacks. I'm good. But because you put two Ravens in, there, I know, and both aren't good. They're both not good. They were number thirteen. I didn't even have ten in there. Nope. Just absolutely. Again, nothing but professionals. You only forgot here. the quarterback for the number one yeah. seed in the NFC. It's okay. Nothing but professionals here. That's right. We're going to flip the table a little bit, though, and go over to the hockey side of things where we have Chandy Domenesis of Expected Buffalo hanging out on the Western Hotline. Chad, thanks for coming on, man. How you doing? Yeah, I'm good. How are you guys? Oh, we're doing all right. You know, the, the Sabres, Chad, I, that's, <laughs> I, I feel like a disappointed father at times. I am both incredibly proud of them and then just the flip of a dime. I am like, how could you do this to our family? What, what, what's been going on the last three games? The scoring's a bit down. The I, the goaltender, whatever you want to call it, situation, mu- musical chairs. Uh, wh- what are you making of all that? Yeah, well, I mean, it's. I mean, overall, it's pretty much the mark of you know when you have the youngest team in the league. This is what's going to happen. You're going to have some ebbs and flows, some ups and downs, some good and bad. And you know, it's it's easy to get latched on when you you know have a 15 game run where you know they win like what nine or ten of them. Uh, and then it's 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 easy to overreact the other way when you have a three game losing streak here, but. You know, it, it's it's the ebbs and flows of eighty-two game season, not only for a young team, uh, but for teams in general, and, and that happens. So, yeah, and it's particularly easy to kind of hit these ups and downs when you're a team of the favors that are so reliant on their finishing ability. So, you know, you're not going to have eighty-two straight games where you're finishing at you know scoring four to five goals a game. There's going to be some games where it goes down. You're going to hit some hot goalies. Uh, today with Grubauer, and they did with. Um, Hellebuck on Thursday, and oh, by the way, you're going to run into UC Saros tonight, so it's not going to be easy from that regard either. So, I don't think they may be overly concerned about. Um, they're still generating offense, um, you know, at a decent quality over the last three games. Uh, besides Philadelphia, wasn't great, but that was just an overall bad game. But in Seattle and even against Winnipeg, they were still generating offense. They had opportunities. 
just running the goalies that had saves, made saves, and that's kind of the way it goes for you sometimes. But I think the main thing now that really you know has to be the sticking point for them is you kind of you, you got to get us back under control. I uh, can't get to four to five to six. Like you, you can't have those because I don't know if they can survive another long losing streak and have any ideas of at least staying in this playoff race. So. It's okay to lose a few, but you gotta gotta nip in the butt here. Well, that was that was gonna kind of be my next question too. I mean, like I, I think they're still somewhat in the middle of this playoff race. It's it's been a tough oh, week, sure. but I mean they've got a ton of games coming up. I, I think they basically have the same schedule for the next two weeks, where it's Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Saturday, yep. yep. But for this week, I mean, you mentioned the goaltending names, but really for this week, did they just go up against better goalies who just were on their head? Playing out of out of their souls, basically. I mean, at Hollaback for Winnipeg, Chad. I don't know about you. That was the most frustrating game I've watched all year. Where it's just, it felt like, how have they not scored five or six? They seem to be all over Winnipeg, and he just was making. It felt like save after save after save, and they almost had to like will a puck in after like fifteen minutes of trying. It, it was so frustrating. Yeah, I mean, he's just. <laughs> He's frustrating to watch when you play against him because he also makes it all look so easy. Mm-hmm. So you sit there and you're watching, like they're not even like, making him work or anything because he's so calm and he's so big too. Like everything just hits him, deflections, screens, like it's, you know, and and that's just the way Hellebuck is. Even at the end of the game where the puck went in the air, you're like, oh, they're going to do it. They're going to tie in the final seconds. No, it like it hits his leg as he's dragging it back and keeps the puck from crossing the line. Like it's, you know, sometimes you got to be a little bit lucky too, but. You know, Hellebuck, you know, for a position that's so up and down and consistent like goaltending, he's been one of those goalies that consistently, year in, year out, without fail, is one of the top five goaltenders in the league every single season. Um, and that's just the way it is. And then Grubauer is just, I don't know, he's not having a great year, and you kind of you got him on a good night, and that's unfortunate. And then Aronson earlier in the earlier in the week is, I don't know, I mean, he's, believe it or not, he's had some really good games for the Flyers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, he also made it look kind of easy, too. Um, I, I think it was an easier night than Hellebuck had, but, um, yeah. And, 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 again, we'll see how things go with Staros tonight because he's an extremely good goalie, too. It's going to be a tough road. I mean, but like, like I'm, I'm glad we're at this point, though, because for years it felt like we were somewhat playing or watching meaningless hockey where it was just like, let's just get to the draft. Let's just start getting more prospects in. Who cares? The team's not good. Like, I, I do absolutely prefer where we're at now. I think everyone does. But some of the performers, though, that have, even in this, yeah, I'll call it a losing streak, through these last three games, like Rasmus Dahlin, he started the season off in exceptional form. And now, I mean, five points against Minnesota, two against Seattle, one against Winnipeg. Like, what do you make of Dahlin's performances as as we get closer to the All-Star break? Yeah, he's... He's definitely taken that next step from where it was last season when he started to play this well at the at the second half of last year, and then you know he's been that player the entire year this year. Um, legitimately, you know, it's unfortunate because I think some guys like maybe Thompson and Darlene, um won't might not get the votes they deserve for some awards because of maybe where they're going to finish. Uh, but I think Darlene's is definitely a player that's right in that Norris conversation, uh, not only from a point production, which really shouldn't be a Norris thing, but it's his, you know, defensive game as well. Um, you know, his underlying numbers are really good throughout the entire season, uh, and the team just creates more offense when he's on the ice. So, you know, he's he's been everything you've asked for. He's turned into that player that you thought you were getting in 2018 when you drafted him first overall, and, and that's super exciting and things to be excited about because now now you have that 
cornerstone defensemen. And oh, by the way, you know, we have a bunch of powers. And maybe you kind of have two cornerstone defensemen. Mm-hmm. And then you have that, you know, legitimate top six center now in Thompson and, you know, the young pieces that are coming around that. So you got your core, you got your main pieces here. Um, it's just really now kind of filling around, you know, the perimeter. And then, of course, still figuring out what's, what, what you're going to do in goal. You mentioned power. What have you made of his performances throughout the year? He hasn't scored a goal yet. He's got a few assists, but it, it feels like to me, at least watching him, he just feels like a grizzled vet. Like it, it feels like he's 28 years old, very calm. I makes mistakes, of course. I think he's 19 still, 20 years old. Yeah. But what have you made of him so far? In, in really his first real run in the NHL, he played I think what six games last year. I think it was like eight. But yeah, I mean, yeah, he's been extremely good. Um, I hope that one at some point doesn't get to a, a points versus underlying stats argument that it turns into because what he does for that team when he's on the ice is hard to really kind of put into words. I mean, you can see it when you watch the game too, but you know, if you look just look at a counting stats production standpoint, like, well, you know, the, the, the production itself isn't really there, but it's not that it's so much beyond that, um, that, that he can do. Uh, the way he keeps the play going, the way he pinches down on the walls, the way he gets the puck back in the offensive zone, the way he starts the rushes up the ice with his passing, the moves he makes in the neutral zone. like It's all so much that at some point, you know, it doesn't project onto the score sheet, which is it is what it is kind of thing. And and I, and I don't think it's ever going to be a major you know, goal scorer like Dallin. That's not really his game. I, I think maybe more of the assists will come, um, and, and that'll increase his point production overall. But uh, he's been impressive. He's been really good. He's really important for them. A key player, only 19 years old to be doing this, you know, is is really exciting to see. Now, now we have to see the next few years goes because you look at a lot of a lot of these guys like Darlene and Quinn Hughes and, and even kind of a cartoon extent, you know, in that second year, you have a little bit of a dip there, or maybe even in year three. So you got to watch these defensemen because you know he could have a great rookie season, and maybe we see a little bit of a dip next year, but that's okay. I mean, that's you know, adjusting to the game, and that's, you know, kind of what happens of what we'll have to do. But, you know, to have those two guys being able to play essentially for the next 10 years, you know, 40 minutes of a game, um, the Sabres are, are in a great spot with, with that defensively. You, you were mentioning point production, and one player that, to me, I, I almost feel bad that he is like the fifth or sixth story on this young Sabres team, but Dylan Cousins recently mm-hmm. – already has surpassed his point total from last year. He played in 79 games last year, 38 points. He's played in 40 this year and at 39 points. For me, at least personally, I always saw Cousins as maybe topping out around 65 points, just being more of a grinder, a a guy that was a fan favorite but really wouldn't light up the the stat sheet. What do you make of of this year for him? And and I don't don't know how you feel about or how you felt about Cousins long-term before this year, but where are you sitting at with him now? Yeah, I've always been... Um, a big fan of Cousins. You know, I've seen it there, and one of the things I've told people the last few years watching him is there was a lot of turnovers in his game, but I, I think it was him trying to understand, you know, what would work in this league in terms of, you know, he, he's a rush player, right? It's how he takes the goal with speed and attack the game with speed, and that's what he does. And I think over the first year or two of his career, it was a lot of trying to figure out and understand what he could get, get away with, what he could pull off, and, and learning those lessons. And I think this year we're seeing that he's understood that. He's he's taken that next step. And I think a few guys on this team have taken that step to understand that for a team that wants to be a rush team and an attack on, you know, you know, with speed, um, I think they had to learn a couple of lessons last year and I think they've done that. And 
Now, Cousins himself, he's always had the talent. He has the speed. He it, it, he has a better shot than he would use, and it's good to see that he's shooting more this year because uh, when he does shoot, they're usually nice goals. He beats the goals under clean because he has a pretty impressive shot that he didn't really use that much so this year in the past. So it's good to see that. Um, they need to get him, not only him, I think that, you know, I would assume the Quinn, Paterka, Cousins lines back together tonight. Uh, I think that line needs to get going again because without them, it, it kind of turns into a top-heavy team. Uh, now, thankfully, that Yost line with Middlestad Olsen has been going from the last few games to kind of uh, help, so that's good. But if you can really get to a point where you have all three of those lines going at the same time, um, you know that can make for a really dangerous group. And if you get those three going at the same time, then, um, then they, they can definitely start stacking some wins again here. You, you mentioned the kids line with, with Jack Quinn and J.J. Paterka. They've been subject now to the the goaltender rotation and, and someone being loaned out to Rochester and then coming back. They were healthy scratches for much of this week. What's going on with them? I mean, they're still two of the more exciting players on the Sabres. I think they, they do get butts in seats because people like the young talent. But they have very much had ebb and flows to this season. Are they more hitting a rookie wall this at this point in the season, or, or, or are there more underlying issues that you want to see fixed? No, I think it's the, the same thing around um, you know a power conversation that maybe we had. It's, uh, it's younger players. I mean, the team overall, I mean, you're going to get these ups and downs, ups and flows, and I, I think it was a good thing to set them down for a few games. Remember, these are two kids that have, they're not used to that 82-game schedule of the NHL. Like, they played a lot of games in Rochester last year, but it's, it's, it's bunched. It's like a Wednesday, Thursday, like Saturday, or Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. Or like Maybe it's even a Wednesday, Saturday sometimes. For here, you're playing three, four times a week. There's travel. There's going to here, going to there. Then you got practice. It's, it's a whole different flow of an NHL season and kind of the wear and tear that it puts on you. Uh, so I'm not surprised. Uh, I, I'm, you know, I think it's good to get them sit them down, um, let them kind of reset a little bit, and then, you know, you've lost a few games here. You need them to get back in, and you need them to start being what they were again, uh, using their speed, playing with skill, attacking the net. That's the one thing I think Quinn, particularly, we stop seeing. We stop seeing him attack the net, and it could be a fatigue thing. He doesn't think he has the legs. So he's not trying to challenge defensemen. He's looking to make that pass, and it's getting picked off more often than not. So if he feels better with his energy, um, you know, and stronger in his legs, then maybe we start seeing him attacking the net again and starting to pull off, you know, those those plays that we saw, you know, a, a month ago when that line was legitimately can make an argument for the best in hockey. So um, hopefully we, we start to see them going again. You mentioned that third line. A little bit ago, Tyson Jost, Casey Middlestat, Victor Olofsson. I think mm-hmm. for a lot of Sabres fans, I, I would throw myself in there as well. Casey Middlestat and Victor Olofsson almost felt like placeholders for the eventual arrival of Yuri Kulich, Matthew Savoy, and, and others. I mean, Noah Ostland, I think, had two goals last night where he's playing right now. I mean, what have you seen from them performances? Because Olofsson seems to be putting the goals in the net, and Casey Middlestat, he hasn't looked awful, and then Tyson Jost as well. Looks very impressive. You mentioned it yourself. I mean, so what are you seeing from that third line? I mean, they're not what the kids' line was, but they do seem to be a yeah. bright spot right now. Yeah, they're, they're all going. I mean, full marks to Adam and his front off, Adams in his front office on that Yost pickup. I mean, that's. I didn't think there was a lot there based in his career. I kind of thought you were getting like an, a, another version of middle set essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's been more than that. Uh, he looks motivated. Uh, he's been really good for them. Really good, and so full marks them for that, and good for him. 
uh, for finding a spot here. And maybe this system fits him well because he can use his speed, and then he's also a good forechecker too. He's tenacious on the wall. He attacks pucks, you know, gets on defenders, and uh, we've seen that. So I, I think the where he is right now is a good spot. He's not on a team. He didn't come to a team like Colorado, maybe Minnesota, where you expected more of an offensive flair from him as a you know former 10th overall pick. So I think this is kind of a good spot for him, and I think he's comfortable in the role that he's in. Uh, and for Middlestat, yeah, he's still, a, for me, a frustrating player in the sense that there's nights, like, when he gets his feet moving and he's going, like, he looks really good. And then you, you sit there and you watch that and you just, why can't I get that more often? Like, I need to literally every night, but can I get it more than once every two weeks? Like, you know, but when he does that, he, he really is a good player and can make plays and be an important piece for this team. It's just, he still has got to find that consistency and do it more often. And to his credit here over the last couple of weeks, he has played more consistent and better. There's still some turnovers in his game that you like to see um, cleaned up, but you know, I, I think there's been some improvement there and hopefully that continues to go. And then Olsen's just, you know, he's a guy that for a couple of weeks, I'll be like, yeah, they don't, I don't know if they really need him, what they have coming along. And then you see him, you know, Winnipeg is a perfect example. He's walked on the slop. Hellebuck's having a monster game. He's like, okay, I'll just beat him clean. Like there's not many players in that league that have that ability, that shot. Uh, and it's hard to give that up, to, you know, to move on from that. So we'll see what happens here. Uh, and to your point, you know, Coolidge might, you know, make make them get a decision on one of those guys. Uh, Savoy is interesting because next year he's either back to juniors or the NHL based on the rules that are right now. So he can't even go to the minors. So that could be a tough decision. And then don't forget, Aishak Rodin too is in the AHL. He could be a guy that could push for a roster spot next year as well. So they they have guys coming. So we'll, we'll kind of see what they decide on, on Middlestad and Olsen specifically. Loaded with so much young talent. It has definitely been a, a an easy time to root for the Sabres with how much young talent they have and how they've really started to establish somewhat of a dominance of drafting and scouting and developing. Hopefully these guys start to turn into something. But, Chad, before you know, I let you go. Oh. In the next, um, I was going to say, at least coming up, upcoming draft, four picks in the first two rounds too. So <laughs> they're going to add to it. Going to keep going. That's phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, I mean, they're not going to be in the Connor Bedard sweepstakes, but it kind of—it's starting to feel like they—they they really don't need to be. I mean, like teams like Columbus, Philadelphia, Chicago, of course, Anaheim—they feel like they need to be, but it, it feels weird to say like now nah, the Sabers like they're—they've got a ton of good young players. But Chad, before I let you go, and and on the Western Hotline, Chad Diedemannis of Expected Buffalo Podcast, I, Chad, the goaltenders. Mm-hmm. I oh, man, how do I want to go with this? So, number one. How do you think this whole three-man rodeo plays out? And number two, has UPL started to establish himself as maybe a co-partner with Devin Levi maybe early on? He's had some tougher-ish performances recently, Mm -hmm. but he's also, when they were winning against Vegas and guys like that, like he was on his head. I I can't totally wrap my head around where UPL sits. But also, how does this whole three-man situation work out? I, I feel like Comrie's the odd man out, but where are you sitting with that? Yeah, it's it's hard. I, I think the first thing first is I think for now, Luke and Inzer guy who plays the majority of the games. Um, the way I kind of put it, I think, the other night uh, is, is a perfect example of the game where you had maybe one or two goals where you're like, oh, man, i got to get saves there. But in the third period, he's making those saves. Like, right after they tied the game, like he made a, a, mm-hmm. a bunch of really nice saves there. And, and what he's doing, the other two guys in here are doing right now, is he's making those saves in big situations when you need them. So he plays the majority of the games for now. You write that out as long as it goes. 
Lukanen's career has been very up and down to this point. So it really hasn't come down that much yet. I mean, he's not playing where he was out west before the Christmas break, certainly not doing that. But he's still getting the job done and giving them a chance to win. Comrie, um, you know, he's tough because I, I think it, it, it's been a little bit tough for him here because if we remember, like, if we just kind of go through his season with the Sabres so far, he started off really good out of the gate, particularly when they went out west. He won them probably two of those games at Edmonton and Calgary on his performance, and he was playing well. Uh, and then when they came back and started their eight-game losing streak, some things started to go poorly for him. There was the Arizona game when there was three own goals in the game, and then there was the Vegas game where they decided they weren't going to play any defense, and he got just shelled that entire game. Uh, and then the injury happened, and he was out for about a month, comes back, has that game against, you know, he has to jump in against Seattle, one of the hottest teams in the league. Um, you probably want one or two of those goals back, I mean, at least one of them, like you want to make up. I mean, they're all difficult saves, but you kind of want them to give you one of those to give you a chance in that game. So it, it's hard, you know, and, and Anderson – I mean, he has his numbers are good. I think the last couple of games he's been in have been kind of rough, especially the Flyers game. I was kind of particularly in, you know, surprised that he came out for the first period because I thought a couple of those goals were weak. Maybe even all four of them were pretty, pretty rough. But the thing with him is that you can, you know, at his age, 41 years old, he can only play what once every 10 days. Maybe is kind of mm-hmm. what it seems like. So. I just I feel like you know, I understand people like Comrie, you know, he's not playing as well as you hoped, and but it's only been 12 games. They just gave him a contract in the offseason. I don't think he's going anywhere. And I think realistically, they need to figure out what they have in Comrie because they need to know next season if they can do Lucan and Comrie. And think, yeah, yeah, that that's the interesting part is like you need to know where Comrie's at because yeah. Anderson, to me, that's who it's tough if you take the whole like person out of the scenario Anderson's like the easy well you move off of you know the the 49 year old or you know know, not that but you know you move off of him but it's just I don't think they'll do him dirty they're they're gonna keep him they keep the promise and it's just it it, they found themselves in a very weird situation but I mean kind of like you pointed out like none of them have really like established themselves as like the clear-cut guy like Lukanen probably will be but, yeah, for now, he's playing yeah. the best, but he's not running away with it. Right? Exactly, he's not running away with it. Chad, before I let you go, what do you got coming up, man? I, you know, where can the people find you? What they got going on? The Sabers maybe in a little bit of a playoff race. People got to get people got to get over to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's Anthony. I were just talking about that. This is the first year I think both of us covering the team. They, they've legitimately been in some kind of race this late in the season. Uh, so we're used to covering bad teams, but not like mediocre to good teams. So we're, we're, we're trying to learn here in the flow, but. Uh, yeah, so we have our podcast, Expect the Buffalo, um, the podcast, which we do weekly. That goes out anywhere you listen to a podcast. You'll find that there. Uh, and then on the site itself, yeah, I mean, we'll just keep pumping out, you know, the content on what's going on. Anthony had a really cool article this week, actually, on the bottom pair defensemen. Um, some really intriguing numbers in there, especially he landed up against teams you're chasing in the playoff race. So I'd recommend people checking that out. And then if you're a lacrosse person, too, um, we do cover bandits and Rochester Nighthawks. You know, Eddie's our, our lacrosse guy. So if you're a lacrosse guy too, it's not all hockey. We do have some indoor lacrosse stuff up there too. Very nice, very nice. Chad, man, thank you so much for joining me on your Saturday, your weekend off, or you know, just hanging out with me in the middle of the day. Enjoy your wild card weekend and enjoy the Sabres game tonight, man. Thank you for, again for coming on. All right, thanks. Anytime. 
That was Chad Edmonds of Expected Buffalo. The Sabres, again, they go up against the Nashville Predators tonight at 8. They are in Nashville. Pre-game will start at 7, and you can find both of those here on WGR. We're going to take a quick timeout, and we come back. We'll flip it back over to football. We do have two games today to get the Wild Card Weekend set up. The San Francisco 49ers versus the Seattle Seahawks and the Chargers versus the Jaguars. We'll dive a little bit deeper into those games as we finish up the show. we got about a half hour left here. We're still taking your calls at 803 50 as well. This is Sports Talk Saturday. Nick here has a day off. I'm Zach Jones and this is WGR. New WGR apparel has dropped at WGR550shop.com. Shop for t-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, and more. Get your hands on a Sal Capaccio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Song t-shirt at WGR550shop.com. It's all football, all day, every Monday. Buffalo Bills Football Monday, brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at Northwest.com. I'm just going to let the song play now. That's fine. We've changed to a music station. Welcome back to Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR. Nate Geary has the day off. Zach Jones along with you for the next half hour or so as we wrap up a special Sports Talk Saturday as we get ready for the wild card round to start. And if it is time to replace your porch deck or railings, you should get spring ready by calling the vinyl outlet to reserve your install on your new porch deck or railings. Receive 30% off installation, plus take advantage of great special financing. Start enjoying your porch or deck immediately this spring, and why wait? The vinyl outlet installs year-round. Call the vinyl outlet today as spots are filling up fast. For complete free estimate, call 675-0800, and that again is call 675-0800, or go to thevinyloutlet.com. Fleetwood Mac, man. Oh. Good stuff. What a band. So, about all those people with access to the Twitter account. I think we're up to like 15. Right. Um, Okay, so you forgot. Yes. The number 10. Yes. You forgot. First of all, you forgot about Dre. Second of all, you forgot about Jalen Hurts. Yes. Which is fine because he only plays for the Eagles, which is the number one seed in the NFC. Of course. Again, we're nothing but professionals here. So, they're not playing this week. 
Which no, is, they're not. That's just, they're not in the front of your mind. He also hasn't played the past couple of weeks. Well, he, play, he played week 18. I remember because I was writing it down, and I was like, Ooh, where do I want to put Hurts? Because I know this is obviously coming after the all, uh, the all pro announcement. Did you have him like off to the side because you didn't know where to rank yep. him? Because oh, I was not sure was? where to rank him yet. Yeah, because I knew who my final three were going to be. I was not sure where I was going to put the Herbert Lawrence and Hurts. But for me, it was like Herbert and Lawrence. I'm like, ooh, they're playing today. I think they're pretty close. But ultimately, I have Hurts in between Herbert and Lawrence. I think for me with Hurts, the problem is is I do have a playoff game to base it off of. And he was not very good against Tampa. Mm. With that being said, entirely different team. He's an entirely different player. But, yeah, it totally slipped my mind. And you're right. I did also have Anthony Brown in there, too, which... Yeah, you doubled up. Yeah, I doubled up. I even deleted him because like, I'm like, I don't think he's playing. Huntley's limited. Or he, he was a limited participant for most of this week of practice. I think he was a full participant <laughs> on Friday. Man. So. Dour times for Ravens fans. Absolutely dour. Because they're always they're are, are, is, is Lamar Jackson going to resign there? Listen, they're trapped because they are constantly good enough to not have a good draft pick. That's the Ravens' story. And now, it's like, ja- they're constantly just good enough. And now Jackson's taking a walk. Like he was supposed to be the dude. He so, was the dude. Like that's the thing. Like we, we've seen the best of Jackson. And they're like, man, I don't know if I want to pay him because he's really good, and that would be expensive. And meanwhile, the Bulls are like, we paid Josh Allen uh, already. Yeah, done. we we gave him a gold. Mine. So much money. But, like, I guess for me, like, if I'm Jackson, personally, like, if, if I'm in his shoes, I don't want to play for the Baltimore Ravens anymore. And it's really for two reasons, but it's all about the one. Greg Rowan's my offensive coordinator, and he does nothing to help a quarterback. No. Bills fans know it well. He was with the Bills in yeah. Tyrod Taylor's first year. Great rushing attack. Yep. Tyrod had a, just a gorgeous deep ball, and it actually felt like, oh, my gosh, like, we, we've got something here. Like, Tyrod's awesome, he was great with the community, and then he was a good quarterback, and you're like, done, we're good, let's yep. go. Like, we got a diamond in the rough, which is something that I know Bills fans for years were like, how are we the only team that seemingly can't get a stud in, like, the third round, fourth round? Tyrod was a sixth-round pick, they got him for a nothing trade. Like, sweet, like, this is awesome. This is sweet. And Greg Roman, just, like, there's, there's not a second gear there. There's just nothing else. You get a really good first season, Lamar's MVP season, mm-hmm. that first season with Tyrod, mm-hmm. and it's just straight into a cliff. And then the, the, the Ravens have become this team that, like, go, like, value shopping for wide receivers when they have an elite quarterback. Like, what, what are we doing here? Yeah. And then you have the Jags. I brought them up earlier, and I kind of want to talk a little bit about them as we kind of finish up the show here because that's one of the games tonight. The Jags... They're like, we're going to go get DJ Chark. We're going to spend too much money on Christian Kirk. We've got Zay Jones. Oh, we're going to trade for Calvin Ridley for next year. Yep. Like, they just like grabbed as much receiver talent as they could to help their young quarterback. Yes. Lamar Jackson has an MVP season. They're like, how about this? We won't help you. <laughs> well, at the one team that was supposed to believe in him was the one that drafted him. They're, they're treating him on, in the offense like all the other teams that passed him by. It's it's so it's it's very weird because I'm like and you look at their stats as well they cannot score without Lamar they're having such a hard time scoring without him he is exactly what Allen is to the Bills offense and I mean yes you get a wide receiver in order to help your mm-hmm. quarterback you also get a wide receiver because they're good yeah like they just straight up help you yeah you get a good player because they're good like the Bills got Stephon Diggs and it's like yeah it would be cool to have him with Allen they also got him because he rocks. Yeah, like they didn't want to have to have nine to ten targets exactly. in a playoff game to Duke Williams. They're like, like, how about we get the guy that, like, and, and no shame to Duke Williams, very good, but in a playoff game he has ten targets? That's vile. 
Diggs, they're like, no, no, he'll have 10 targets, and it'll be like 160 and two touchdowns. It's going to be great. You're going to love it. Andrews is good at the tight end position, but he's he's not Kittle. He's not Kelsey. Yeah, like that's the thing. Like Kittle and Kelsey look like ones. Like exactly. they, they are number one weapons. Yeah, that the freak of like I run as fast as a wide receiver I can get out of here. I almost like I wonder burn. I almost wonder Mark Andrews numbers because he's he's number three on the tight end list. For most like fantasy numbers as well. He puts up a really good buck every right, time. Right, because he's the best receiver they got. He's the only one. And got. Jackson knows it. That's why he throws it to him. Yeah, he's like, Well, I who else is gonna catch the ball? Guys? <laughs> right. Like who else? And then, like, I mean, like, I think Sammy Watkins, I don't have the quote fully, but I think not necessarily took a shot at him, but kind of was, like, mentioning, like, oh, yeah, like, everyone's dinged up and we're all playing it. I'm like, dude, it's not the same. Like, if there was someone who would know about so playing much, dinged yeah, up, it would be Sammy Watkins. It would Watkins. be Sammy. But, like, and, and I don't want to, like, just sit here and, like, defend Lamar, but I do feel like I kind of have to at times. If I had that much money banking on the fact that, like, if I get hurt, they may not pay me and they're already kind of being, like, bullish about not paying me or a little gun shy. I'm not stepping foot on that field. No. I'm not doing it. And a knee injury with Lamar's playing style? No. No, I'm not going to play. And you know what? If I'm the Ravens, I also would not want him to play no. if I want to keep him. I'm going to be completely honest. Yeah, number one, you're right. If I want to keep him. Number two, be honest with yourself. I, and, I, and I talk about this a lot when I talk about March Madness. Be honest with yourself. Don't sit here as the 12 seed going, we're winning a national championship. Go for an upset. Don't get embarrassed. Small goals. The Ravens. You're not going to win the Super Bowl this year. Flat out, you're not. So why risk everything to do so? The PR moves they've done this season with Lamar have been head-scratching. Lamar has a knee injury that most doctors would tell you five to six weeks, maybe even seven is a full recovery. What do the Ravens put out through their NFL reporters in Rapport and in Schefter? Two to three weeks. What is? It? Are you out of your mind? Yeah, because this is where you've got people like me and, and throughout the media going. Well, then is is Lamar silently holding out? What's going on? Is he healthy? Is he not? He hasn't practiced yet. He's not even limited. You know, we're at the end of the season. Guys play through injuries. Like, no, no, no. he has a legit knee injury. And again, think about how the Bills have handled their injuries. Like, yeah, Micah Hyde is like, whoa, he's at practice. He's present, and um, the Bills are like, he's not playing this week. And then a few days later, like, he's not playing next week either. Mm-hmm. Like taking the cautious route. Like we're gonna work. Like Trey White this year. We were all getting oh, antsy. Like, when's Trey we White going to play so again? So antsy. And the Bills were like, nope, we're, when he's ready, he's ready. Mm-hmm. That's it. And they, they never once threw him under the bus. Nope, never once. And it does. It, it, and, and, and the Ravens are not doing it outright. They're not doing it maliciously. But the fact that Lamar has to tweet yeah, but some, that, guys, something's thank off. You. Yeah, yes, exactly. Like, the fact that he has to tweet and go, guys, everything's fine. Or today, Ian Rapport goes, yeah, the Ravens and Lamar Jackson, like, they really feel like they're going to get a deal done this offseason. You're a liar. It's totally There's diff- not a chance. It's a very, very different circumstance. It feels it feels weird, and, and I'll tell you this. And it's and it's it's been sticking in my craw a little bit. I w- so I went to the Baltimore game, and mm-hmm. and Ravens and Bills fans like we had it, it was a fun banter back and forth. Sure. But, by, but by the fourth quarter, both teams and both fan bases really seemed to respect each other. Where right. it's like, yeah, Lamar and Allen, like they're they're those dudes. Like yep. they're awesome. They're great. Can't wait to see you in January. Like have a great season. Blah blah blah. There was one. Insult that I heard some Bills fans throwing out that I never heard a Ravens fan throw back at. Yeah, but this is your last season with Lamar, Ooh. or you guys are losing him after this year. Like it's tough. It, it was constantly that's, thrown, that's tough. and I never heard a Ravens fan say a thing back 
because I do think it is really, and, and again, we're, we're saying this from a Buffalo media's perspective. We don't have reporters covering the Ravens every day. We don't have a guy sitting inside and, and, and having sources there. So again, like this is, I'm getting this all from what I saw, witnessed, and heard. Man on the street. Man on the street very much. And it does feel like this very uncomfortable feeling of they might not be wrong. This you know, really might be it. It. When Allen and McDermott came out to talk about the about the Bengals game in Hamlin, mm-hmm. like it felt natural that they would both be there together to speak. Not Bean and McDermott, but like Allen, Allen and, and McDermott. Yes, and that's it's a totally different circumstance. It's a totally different kind of human nature, kind of mm-hmm. a joint. But like everybody seems like they are on the same page, even when they aren't. Like yes. there are times where you can see it on the side, and like Al wants to do something, but Dermot doesn't, or, but, or even Diggs has had right. a few times this season where he, he gets very frustrated on the sideline. Never leads to anything. Mm-hmm. Never does. So to have like a, uh, I think a great quarterback in Lamar Jackson not be on the same page, man, nearly ever with the Ravens. Yeah, like, something's up. He seems to be like he's great enough to where he makes them very good. He posterized the Bills in yeah. that game. He makes them very, very good. He had one of the plays of the year he against so them in that game. Oh gosh, he was so frustrating. Like to watch him. Like it, like it's different to see it on TV and then when you see it live. I'm not the biggest fan of going to games live. I don't know about you, but for me, I one or two a year and I'm good. Okay. I, li- I like to sit home, see it on the television, and You're just a little, hang out. A little soft, but fine. It's exactly, exactly. I'm not a big fan of the cold weather. That's right. It, it is what it is. But to see it live. And to see how it feels to be an opposing fan when you're playing the Bills, oh my God, I hate it. <laughs> it is so annoying. Because like he's got him. Oh, he just escaped. He's running 35 yards downfield. Yeah. Like, it's just it is obnoxious. It, but like oh my God. it's weird because I think one time. No, two. Two times the Ravens have been completely on the same page with Lamar. His rookie year when they had him starting, mm-hmm. they completely they ripped up the offense they went into with the and, season. And it was that it was going yep. for it for two. Yep, yes. And they were like, no, this is Lamar's team. And then really that MVP season, and yeah. going for two and all that. And it feels like from that Tennessee divisional game, when they lose at home, their season's over, what the hell happened? We were 14-2. and two. We looked like we were unstoppable. It looked like it was supposed to be 49ers versus Ravens. Yeah. They played in that regular season. It was a great game. Yep. It looked like that's the Super Bowl. Done. Like Let's just wrap it up. It's, it's them. And it hasn't been the same since. No. He's won a playoff game against the, the Titans. Those teams hate each other, by the way. I actually really love those Lost games. against the Bills only because he got knocked out. He gets knocked out. He did throw a pick six. So, I mean, that was kind of – because him and Allen had that, those stats forever where they just never threw red zone and picks. They were, and he, but they were, the Ravens were still there. If, Allen, if, yep. if, if Lamar Jackson is still in that game, that game is not over by no, any stretch. No, there is still a game there. Yeah. But since that playoff loss to Tennessee, in only a second year, it has felt like the Titans constantly, or excuse me, the Ravens are constantly sitting there going, yeah, but we're not sure. I don't know if we can commit to you long term. And my point is, and as Bills fans, we know this all too well. Mm-hmm. I don't care if Allen doesn't play till he's 40. Because the player he is right now, and for like the next eight years, worth all the money, is so unbelievably good. Yep. Our window is open all the time. We are open for business 24 hours a day. The Ravens are the same thing with Lamar. You are open for business 24 hours a day. And if the point that people in the Ravens organization want to make is that we can still win without him. Like, look at our defense. Look at where we are. Like, we can still win yeah. without him. Cool. How do you feel about this week? Yeah, you're flat wrong. How do you you're feel about this week without wrong. him? Feel good? Because you want just... to throw him out there on a bad knee. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, but you don't need him? Like, it just, it to me, it's just, the whole situation has felt very, I don't want to say gross, just very... 
toxic. I don't like... We don't want to pay you what you're worth. We don't want to make you... Yeah. You're a star in the league. You have an MVP. We absolutely do not want to pay you. By the way, why aren't you playing hurt for us? Yeah, why aren't you playing hurt? And what also, the- like, what do you mean you need a wide receiver? Stop it. We run the ball. Like, no. it's 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 obnoxious with the Ravens. And it's, I think it's why... And I think the Ravens' issues have become, for a lot of fans, they look at just Lamar Jackson. Like, you're right. They don't really throw the ball that well. Lamar does... But you don't sit there and look at any of the receivers and go, that man's scary. Like, the fact that they weren't in on the Devontae Adams sweepstakes with a stud quarterback, and yet the Raiders were, with a quarterback who in 16 games, they're like, oh, we're done with that. We're done. Or Jacksonville. They get Calvin Ridley. What is it going to look like if they let Jackson walk? What is that competition to sign Jackson? What is that going to look like? It's going to be absolutely insane. The only thing I can remember is maybe Peyton Manning when he had free agency, but Manning had just come off of a major neck surgery. Right. This is Jackson. He's in his, he's going to be in, in his prime. prime, and he's generally and he's pretty much okay. I just there are going to be teams out there. The Jets to me really are that. Has one. there ever been a moment where a quarterback this good has come on the market in the state of his career where he is? No, Deshaun Watson before before all the, allegations before the crime spree could have been. But now we're seeing what it is after not playing football essentially for two years. Looks like he stinks. That's a shame. Anyway, yeah. like I, I can't. I'm trying to think like in the back of my mind. Like, okay, so when has a quarterback hit the market like this? No, it's never happened. Because we're starting to finally like quarterbacks are just not married to the team they're drafted to. What are they doing? They're, that's the thing. Since they've lost Ozzie Newsom as general manager, he, Ozzie Newsom was their general manager. I think from day one when they became the yeah, Ravens. pretty much forever. The Ravens were always top five most respected organization in football. They did things the right way. They drafted a ton of talent, and they were always competitive. Since he's gone, missing picks left and right. There's seemingly always just something going on, not right. Why is Greg Roman still the offensive coordinator? Harbaugh, should you still be our coach? I'm not sure what's going on there. I can't imagine with Ozzie Newsom still as general manager, with the player that Lamar Jackson has become very quickly. In his second year, he runs away with the MVP. Yeah. Has a historic year. There's not a chance that they aren't in these wide receiver sweepstakes in the draft. They have the guts to make the play anyway to draft him. Yeah. What, when, what, what uh, happened after that? Right. And like there were it, it was there were so many people saying that no, he's a t- he's a wide receiver, he's not a, he's not a quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's not a quarterback. A lot, he's not of, a quarterback. lot of talking heads and, were, were very bullish on him. And you have the the you have the backbone, you got the spine to draft him and say yes he is mm-hmm. and yes he will and he does and he's great and he wins you an MVP and proves you're right. What are you doing? What? Just, what are you doing? It's just it's it's mind-boggling to me, and I just I couldn't imagine if I was a as a Bills fan if they were doing this to Allen after after like last year's performance in the playoffs, and they were still like, well, we don't know if we want to pay him this money. Listen, I would be losing my mind. I'm fine with Jackson leaving the AFC if that's a possibility. It would be gorgeous. Yeah. It would be beautiful. But, the sun would shine. But man, Baltimore fans like this stinks. <laughs> stinks. Because I was a Baltimore fan, and real quick, because we do got to hit a break. Baltimore fans, their entire existence as Ravens fans, not the Colts, but the Ravens fans, defense. That's what you built your entire brand off. And it's gotten you two Super Bowls, so I give you that. But they've never had a player to his caliber. Yeah. And to not even get to a second contract with him because your team becomes bullish on him, it d- would infuriate me to my core. Money's not even real. 
It's, like yeah, the salary cap, like you can play with that yeah, as much fake. as you want. It all becomes bonuses yes. and, and, and 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 pay cuts to other players. Like you can sign whoever you want. Deshaun Watson's contract shouldn't exist, and they still allow it to mm-hmm. happen. Like Absolutely. there's no punishment for the for you can do whatever you You're want. Fine. You can be, do whatever you want. It's not. I can't even say just be a little smart. Just know how the salary cap works. Like, and if you become a general manager, you should have a working understanding of the salary. Yes, cap. there should be a fraud department. For every yes. NFL league, for any every NFL team, just a few guys who are like, how do we? Where are the tax loopholes? Mm-hmm. Show me how we. Show me how we navigate this. Because that's how they circumvent it. That's how yes. they do it. It happens all the time. It's a beautiful thing. I uh, baseball needs to get a salary cap. By the way, now that, now that we're mentioning that, we're going to take a quick time out. When we come back, we're going to wrap up the show here on a Saturday. This is Sports Talk Saturday. Nick here his day off. Zach Jones along with you for just one more segment. You're listening to WGR. Get your hands on some great new WGR apparel at WGR550shop.com. Load up on t-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, and more, including a Howard Pick sweatshirt. Get yours now before they're gone at WGR550shop.com. Jeremy White here. If your eyesight has appeared to have changed, if you've been putting off a cataract procedure, it's time to call Atwall Eye Care and find out about advancements in cataract procedures. Visit atwalleye.com or call 896 896- 8831 and talk to the staff that has helped countless people with their cataracts. That's atwalleye.com. Atwall Eye Care, the official ophthalmologist of the Buffalo Bills and the eye care I trust for my family. Former Bills center and NFL analyst Eric Wood joined Chopin the Bulldog every football Monday at 4 p.m. Brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at northwest.com. Welcome back to Sports Talk Saturday. Quick final segment as we wrap up the day. It's been a very, very good day, Corey. I think, you know, we got a lot off our chest. We took some calls. Thank you again to Connor Rogers and Chad DeMinisis as well who came on. If you missed those segments, you can find them on our Odyssey app, Odyssey Rewind, on-demand audio on our website, WGR550.com. Coming up tonight, the Buffalo Sabres are back on the ice. Four games this week. This will be the fourth. They're in Nashville to take on the Predators. Puck drop at 8 Pre-game will start at 7 with Paul Hamilton and Brian Cozy. You'll find that on WGR. And tomorrow morning, Buffalo Bills pregame starts at 8 a.m. and will carry you all the way to kickoff at 1 p.m. where Chris Brown, Eric Wood, and Sal Capaccio will be on the call from the Northwest Bank broadcast booth. Corey, thank you so much, man, for coming in today, hanging out on a Saturday. I know you'd probably be much rather doing anything else. <laughs> so I am, Well, listen, I, it's not a lot, but I am paid. But it's not a lot, but I am paid. Thank you again for all the calls we took today. And go Bills. The Bills take on the Miami Dolphins tomorrow for the wild card round as the Bills look to capture their first Super Bowl in franchise history this year. They're going to have to go through the Chiefs and the Bengals and, of course, the Dolphins tomorrow. 13.5-point favorite. Let's see what we've got here. Thanks for listening. This is Sports Talk Saturday. Nate Geary had the day off. You've been listening with Zach Jones and Corey Griswold. This is WGR. Go to WGR550shop.com now to see all the new t-shirts, sweatshirts, and hoodies that just dropped. Perfect for a holiday gift for the Buffalo sports fan in your house. Get a Victory Monday hoodie for yourself while you're there. WGR550shop.com T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Over here. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.